Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Hey guys, welcome to Fruit Snacks Podcast. As you can hear, it is only me this week. I have a guest on board with me. Um, Just before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening. As always, subscribe, rate, review, listen, share, all of the above. And for now, let's just jump right into this episode. further ado I don't even know how to introduce you because I feel like I've known you for so long but I've known you as one person and now that you're becoming this more authentic self I guess let's just introduce yourself just say hi to the listeners hey guys what's up okay so before we even start um as you guys know this is a gay podcast but this is going to be our first trans interview um so before we even get into it I wanted to know what pronouns do you prefer I prefer he, him, but that's not necessarily what I go by right now as I'm not fully out. Okay. And so for me, I feel like because I've known you for so long as one person, please forgive me throughout this conversation if I ever like mistake the pronoun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I am trying and I want to respect you, but I also don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. So just be like, yo, bitch, that's wrong. And just <laughs> call my ass out. Okay. So without giving it too much away um tell me if this is too much and you can be honest but she's still or he see i'm already messing up no it's okay but he is in the process of like being okay with being trans so part of the conversation is going to be a little bit anonymous so if we struggle with like how we're talking it's only because um this is a journey and you guys are catching it here first so um yeah hopefully it's an exciting journey and no one's running away crying (laughs) so I used to know you as one name. What is the new name that you would prefer to go by? Uh, I prefer to go by Kai. Kai. Mm -hmm. And how did you come to that conclusion? My high school best friend actually started calling me Caillou. Uh And then Kai just kind of stuck and I just started introducing myself as Kai. And I didn't really think of it as anything then until, I don't know, maybe junior year of high school. Okay. And then that's when it really stuck, and I was kind of annoyed when people would call me by my actual birth name, especially family. Mm-hmm. I don't really respond to it anymore. They have to call me a few times for me to actually, like, oh, hey, it's, that's me, you know? Which is crazy, because I've known you so long mm-hmm. that Kai, to me, actually feels really authentic for you. So that's awesome that you chose that, because it feels mm-hmm. like your real being, which is great. Yeah, and it's kind of nice, too, because it wasn't something that I chose. Like, it was given to me, yeah. and it fit, and it stayed, and now it's just... It's just Kai. Wait, complete side note. Do you watch um, MTV? Are you the one? No, I don't watch any TV. Really? I watch um, like Netflix and Hulu and stuff, oh but I don't gosh. watch any actual TV. This was one of my end seasons on a couple episodes ago on this podcast, but are you the one? Do you know what that show is or no? No. Okay, I've already talked about it, so I won't go into detail, but it's a show <laughs> where it's like a matchmaking game, but usually it's like straight men and straight women getting mm-hmm. paired up. Well, this one is like a queer, all, mm-hmm. all like gender fluid all this stuff but i only bring it up because there's a transgender Mm -hmm. um person on there that goes by kai too but yeah 
That's all. <laughs> so you guys, before we get into this conversation, we're going to be using a lot of jargon that is like queer centric. So we just, um, just for the listening factor of um, this podcast and not having to go back into the fruit facts to kind of clarify everything we were talking about, we're just going to jump right into vocabulary words real quick, just so that we can like define or help define what some of these things are. Because me as a person trying to learn as well, I'm just like you guys learning some of these terms as well. So I don't want to be offensive to anyone. But um, Kai, if you could help me kind of like um, explain some of these words. So the first word that I wanted to clarify, um, if it comes up, is binary. Did you want to talk about that? Um, binary is just the idea that there is two genders. There's not, I mean, there's not necessarily two genders because obviously there's a, a broad amount of genders, but binary is the term for two genders. Okay. And when we say two genders, we mean like either female or male. But again, with that, another buzzword that we're probably going to use is gender fluid, Mm -hmm. which means that if you look at it on a scale, male being on one side and female being on the other, everything in between is kind of that fluid area. And binary or gender binary means that there's that that separation of the two when really we're going to be talking about a blendedness of it since you're transitioning, right? So the next thing that we might um, bring up is gender identity. Um, So do you want to explain that as well? Yeah, definitely. Gender identity uh, is um, a label that a person is going to go by that's not necessarily the gender that they are, but Mm -hmm. it's just the gender that they feel like. Right. It's their true identity. Right. So I feel like that's a good thing to bring up, especially when your gender doesn't match the person that you see visually, right? Yes. I think people forget to realize that um, it's easy to understand this in the sense that when you fit within the, the body that you are, it's easy to identify the gender that you're given by society. Correct. But being trans or being gay, I think, um, like for me, I feel like I'm more feminine, even though that's not necessarily an identity that is given to a man. Mm-hmm. So it's like gender is separate than sex. And that's what we're trying to get at in essence, um, which goes into the next term, gender expression. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and explain that. Gender expression is someone's gender through how they present themselves. So what they wear, how they style their hair, if they wear makeup, if they don't wear makeup, if they have facial hair, um, just body hair in general as well. You know what, which I love about gender expression because I feel like if I grew up in the time that you did, mm-hmm. I feel like I would turn out to be a completely different person. Yeah. Because even when I was like teaching high school, I feel like a lot of boys would be wearing makeup, mm-hmm. which I thought was so cool, or like girls would dress a little more masculine. Um, and I didn't, I feel like my generation, even though we're not that much far apart in age, mm-hmm. was like, a crazy thing right like if a guy like painted his nails he would get made fun of but now it's like oh whatever Mm -hmm. and I feel like you guys have more respect in the idea of like it's okay to express yourself in more ways that are not conventional I guess Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely feel closer to your generation because looking at younger kids now Uh even especially boys they're allowed to fully express themselves most of them like there's young boys that are doing makeup already wearing dresses that are parents that are cool with it right because most of the parents are your generation yeah and i I think it's definitely changing right now yeah and i think it's cool because like it's stupid to think that like something as simple as makeup is only for girls because realistically it's like face paint but because it is supposed to like beautify you it seems like a guy shouldn't do it but bitch i want to look beautiful too like what the fuck So, okay, so then I think this is a really, really important term to bring up because um, I feel like this is where we'll use a lot of the definitions to kind of determine or delineate between the two. But talk about cisgender or, in a shorthand, cis and what that means. 
Um, cis is a person's gender identity and biological sex that they were given at birth. Right. So with that said, I would be considered a cis person because I identify as a guy and was born a male. Um, so realistically, if you're going to put it into like this jargon, I'd be a cisgender male homosexual or however else you want to say that. Um, so when we talk about cis, just think that it's the person that's identifying with the body they are given. And then um, I guess it's it's good to identify transgender. I feel like Mm-hmm. It's kind of a common word now, but maybe people are just hearing this for the first time. So do you Correct. want to explain what transgender is? Yeah, for sure. So someone who's transgender identifies as the opposite sex than what they were given at birth. Okay. And so then with that said, going into it, um, I always see the terms MTF and FTM. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. What is that? So FTM is female to male transgender and MTF is male to female. Okay. So then... Um, you brought up the term transmasculine. I was Correct. a little bit confused mm-hmm. about that. Can you right. clarify what that is? Yeah, so someone who is transmasculine may be a may I may have been born as a woman, but is going to start testosterone and start the process of transitioning into a trans person but doesn't necessarily identify themselves as a transgender man. So they can identify as gender queer. Um, non-binary stuff like that but they don't necessarily identify as trans i'm not saying that in all of them don't identify as trans but for the term transmasculine they're not necessarily fully trans right and is there a term for the opposite i see that transmasculine is one direction is there like trans feminine or no i'm not sure i feel like there might be but i'm not 100 percent educated on okay it. we'll add that into the fruit facts at the okay. end and then one last thing that as of right now, I feel mm-hmm. like it's coming to mind, but we'll probably have to clarify other things if it comes up in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, explain the difference between being transgender and a cross-dresser or a drag king or drag queen, because okay. I feel like that kind of falls under all the same umbrella mm-hmm. for people who don't know the difference. Um, so, well, there's a difference between a cross-dresser and a drag king and queen. Mm-hmm. So someone that is into the drag industry they're in it to perform and to entertain and to put on a show as they are the opposite gender but they're not necessarily identifying as that opposite gender okay a cross-dresser can simply just be any cis man that wants to dress more feminine or wants to wear woman clothes they don't have to be part of the lgbtq community they don't have to be um, gay, literally, they can just dress in, as the opposite sex. Okay, and then transgender, obviously, is what mm-hmm. we explained earlier. Yeah. Um, but again, you guys, just like you as a listener, I'm learning as well. So as we go through this conversation, if other words come up that I'm like, that might be worth defining, we'll figure it out. And if we can't do it fast enough, we'll just add it to the fruit facts at the end. But let's just start jumping into your life experience. As you came out to me, I found it so... Um, great because I want everyone to have that authentic experience and like we are all going through this world trying to find the best fit for ourselves and it's easy to get wrapped up into what society wants us to do rather than what we feel like we want to do so first I want to say good on ya and I'm so proud of you as a friend of yours as well as someone who I just want you to be happy yes thank you (laughs) it was a little difficult coming out to you just because you know you're more of someone that I look up to because you've been around me my whole life you know like Kind of like a second brother, so it's it's yeah, cool. I appreciate that. Um, I guess my first question is, um, what was your journey coming to the conclusion that you mm-hmm. felt like you were no longer the body that you exist in? Wow. It was so long and so rough. Um, I want to say 
the beginning of junior year of high school, I definitely was like, man, you know, like I don't fit in playing sports on women's teams and I don't fit in in a group of girls like having sleepovers and doing their hair and like shit like that. It definitely was really, really hard to find my place. And for a long time, I didn't have a group. I know a lot of people in high school, they have, they're like, oh, I'm in this group. You know, mm-hmm, this is my mm-hmm. group. I hang out with them every day. It was more of like, oh, I have the girlfriend that I was with at the time. You know, she's cool and I'm comfortable with her. Like, I'll stick with her. And I have a couple people um, in high school that I talk to when I'm at school. But most of my friends were not in high school and they were older than me because they kind of just got it. You know, they they didn't necessarily know because I didn't fully know what was going on at the time. But they kind of were like, well, you're cool. I like your vibe. You know, let's let's just hang out. And I've come back with a lot of best friends that are older than me. They're like 21, 22. And it's it's nice because people in high school, at least at my high school, they didn't really get it, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely hard in high school. But the girlfriend that I was with at the time kind of I'm sure she kind of had a clue because the conversation came up a few times and I was like, what would you think if I was transgender, you know? And she was cool with it and all, but it was never like, oh, I am for sure. Right. You know, I was definitely in the process because my parents aren't too supportive about it. So I was definitely in the process like, no, 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 that, that's mm-hmm. not that's mm-hmm. not a thing. And it was really difficult. Um, there was one day senior year that I actually like got medical bandage and binded. And that was the best day that I had had in a really long time that I felt in a really long time. And it's just a lot of, like, self-consciousness when you're not fully aware of what's going on and, like, coming out. Um, But, yeah, definitely um, when I got with who I'm with now, she really pushed me to be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I can't thank her enough for that because I've been wanting to cut my hair since, like, fifth or sixth grade. I always wanted a faux hawk, and that's what I got at first. And then it still was a little bit too long and I didn't really like it. So I cut it shorter, but haircut days are definitely the best days. Yeah, Yeah. I can imagine. And it's Mm. it's crazy coming from a person who doesn't think Mm. like that. You know what I mean? And not in a bad way, but like a haircut for me is not a big deal. I mean, granted, I have no hair anymore, (laughs) but it's crazy to think that something so little can change so Mm. much of you. Um, and like just being a gay person, I remember seeing two men hug was like, Mm. oh my God, like it almost felt like you were seeing yourself in a way that you would want to see it. Yeah. And to have experiences like that, even though they're so little, mm-hmm. it's like so impactful. So that's yeah. great. But talk about how the support system has mm-hmm. been for you. Cause I feel like as a gay person, mm-hmm. that's like the hardest part with the journey is feeling supported because yeah. you already doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so who in your life right now, do you feel like you get the most support from? That's going to be my girlfriend. She's definitely the only one in my life right now that I feel comfortable with and that I feel doesn't judge me at all Mm. um my best friend knows but she only knows me like that to an extent just because I don't allow it just because like I feel judged sure you know like even if she's not necessarily judging me it's something that I'm like well I know her views on body hair and stuff like that and I'm like okay you know I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna kind of cover up and be 
a little bit less of myself. So the only person that fully knows me 100% for myself is my girlfriend. Which is great. Mm. Um, Because I feel like that was like a big thing for me coming into my own is like having that support tell you like, yo, you're okay. And then when you feel like you're actually okay, it's like you have to trick yourself first Mm -hmm. before you actually believe it. And it's like such an exhausting feeling because what people don't realize is that you're living as one person because you feel like that's what's right as far as what society's telling you. And it's almost like, um, think about if you like had a lie, like you knew some information and you knew you needed to get it out, but every single day you had to like keep it secret in every way not only like just by like not saying it but like the way you move the way you look the how you dress like literally you feel like you're an actor 24 7 and it's like exhausting it's so exhausting um let's talk about with that said um maybe some of the fears that you experienced with coming to the conclusion that you were transgender um so like what were some of the hardships that you felt like maybe mentally um with like telling the people that you love like your your true self yeah definitely so I, as you know, I didn't get a chance to come out to her. She was kind of like, ha ha, I knew it, (laughs) you know, which is fine, which is great because I really needed that awakening Mm because at that time I was still like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not me. Mm -hmm. And then um, right after that, I think maybe within the first 30 minutes of the conversation, I was like, I got to tell my best friend, you know, I got to tell the people that are closest Mm -hmm. to me. And, And I did. And everyone was already like, okay I already knew this I support you I love you like as long as you're happy and comfortable with yourself it's okay that's good yeah so that was nice um as to my family my family doesn't really know my mom assumes super crazy about it she absolutely hates it um super hurtful and like rude to me about it my brother knows he also already knew cool (laughs) but that was cool i was coming out to him was the hardest person that i have come out to why is that do you want to speak on that yeah definitely um so i had previously gotten an argument about my body hair with my mom Mm -hmm. and so i was already really emotional about it and i was like i need i need a way out you know and the only Mm -hmm. person that is going to understand a way out because who also experienced hardships with our mother Mm -hmm. was my brother and so I texted him and I was like, hey, can we have a conversation without you telling mom? And he's like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, and I <laughs> just started crying out of nowhere. It's just like, it's so hard and fearful because you don't know the reaction mm-hmm. of people, whether they're gay or not gay, it's still like they could be gay and still be transphobic, Right. you know? And that was something that I was really fearful of, but he supported me and like told me that he still loved me and whatever I was happy with was what made him happy and that was that was the best moment that's great yeah that's great I feel like um I mean this goes without saying but clearly you are supported even me saying that I support you um but being in that moment it's really hard to be that vulnerable so I applaud to you that you're being vulnerable because I know it is such a big moment and that is really hard so good Mm -hmm. on you um but just know, and I want to give you some advice, that, like, someone who has gotten kicked out, mm-hmm. I jokingly say this, and my therapist laughs, because I was like, at least I'm not dead. And she's like, wow, like, death is your standard. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. It sounds so morbid. Right. But, like, really, as long as you're not dead, you can keep carrying on. And know that people that are in your corner, like your girlfriend or your brother, you know, you always have support. So I feel like find strength in that, because you know that if things do go awry... 
it's not a reflection on who you are as a person. It's mm-hmm. just a reflection on a journey that they might be on. And having known your parents, I think that they love you just like my mom did. But the stuff that they say to us, I feel like is the only way they know how to say it because they don't know how else to love. And I'm sure in their mind they think, oh, I wish you had it easier in life because that's what people want. And I think she's just fearful from what she knows. Mm-hmm of like how hard that might be. But just know that you can take whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. I think that goes without saying because I think you are fine, but just throwing that out there. Um, You mentioned saying that like um, people knew before you even came out. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have like a feeling towards that? I know you like jokingly laughed and said that like it was funny, but like did it ever make you angry? Um, Okay, if I'm going to be honest, I'm... I've only ever been angry at one person about this, and that's my ex, uh-huh. because she let me feel so alone for so long. But I guess at the same time, it's not fair for me to be so angry at her, because mm-hmm. I'm sure at the at that time she was processing it too, and like mm-hmm. trying to get things together to help me. I don't know, move on with transitioning, but throughout the last six months of that relationship with her and friendship with her, it was so hard for me because I was so comfortable with her and so trusting in her and she she knew rather than like saying something you know right and that was definitely something that I was really mad about yeah like later on thinking like dude you knew this whole time and you didn't once ever say hey like I'm here you know I support you right and that was hard because I mean I knew that she supported me if I was at that time but it wasn't something that I openly told her because I hadn't even openly told myself mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was like looking back on it it was definitely really a dark time for me sure sure and it's hard too because I feel like when these thoughts are coming from inside the house I say jokingly mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of that especially when yeah. someone can't articulate your thoughts for you you're like how else am I going to run from this but then you're living with a problem in your head And I remember when I was coming out and I would tell people like excitedly like, hey, just so you know, I'm gay. I remember when they when they would say like I knew that shit would piss me the fuck off (laughs) because I'm like, damn, I was like so sold on the idea that I was like passing, you know, as like a straight (laughs) man. And I was like, fuck. And it's almost like people knew that someone was cheating on you. And like you're like, oh, my God, can you like my boyfriend was cheating on me. They're like, oh, we knew you feel betrayed. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? But really, it's like. You can't hide it for everyone, and like, yeah, your authentic self will come out. So it's like, it's like a catch twenty two. But that's why I mm-hmm. ask, because from my own experience, I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> like you're you're trash. I mean, it definitely is like, what the fuck? I don't know. Everyone yeah. fucking know, but it's not like, well, I'm, fuck you, I'm mad at you. It's just more like, okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> sad puppy eyes, okay. It's, it's like great, but at least like through the years, I've realized like when it does come out, like yeah, I knew it kind of takes the pressure off of it. Yeah, yeah, it's relieving because you're like. Oh, so you were okay with it and you've still been by my side this whole time and you thought this would be a possibility. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I am supported. So once you get out of your own emotions, you're like, oh, yeah, you got a down-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I know that you just briefly are in the process of coming out as this, but mm-hmm. let's talk about um, maybe how this has changed your life so far. Um, do you want to talk about maybe something that you've experienced that already might feel different? even though it's, like I said, a short amount of time since this has happened for you? Yeah, so definitely what feels different the most is being out in public. Uh Restrooms is, public restrooms is the hardest part of my day. Like, I look too feminine to use the men's restroom, but I also look too masculine to use the woman's restroom. And most places don't have 
a like a gender neutral yeah restroom. gender neutral restroom yeah. and so there's definitely been a few occasions in a woman's restroom where people are like the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. in here and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer to this question I just, I just use the restroom you know yeah and I've even at Disney I've had someone come up to me and be like hey like what the fuck are you doing? This is a woman's restroom. And I'm like, well, I don't, I can't fucking go in the men's restroom. Has that really happened? Yeah. Oh my I've, gosh. I've almost gotten in a fight with someone in the women's restroom oh at gosh. Disney. And it's just, it's really tough and it's really confusing and I absolutely hate it. And it's just a whole bunch of like mental thoughts. That are totally. Just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then there's people looking at you that you have to deal with. And there's been times in the streets, like down in LA, just hanging out where I've had people tell me that, oh, you're never gonna be a man. Like, so obviously people can still tell that I look like a woman, but at the same time, some people identify me as a man still. Mm-hmm. Especially, I find especially older people are like, hey, young man. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> does <laughs> that feel good when they say it that? It does, I get all excited. I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Hey." laughs> That's me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's especially funny when they say it in front of my mom and I was like, it's not a man. Yeah. It's, it's a young woman. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, mom, just give it a rest, bitch. Walk away, just yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I'll but, say that next time before hanging out. Like, yo, bitch, shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely going out in public is, it's interesting. You never know what is going to come. And mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because my friends that don't know that I'm trans or people that I introduce myself to as Kai, but mm-hmm. I don't introduce my pronouns. They're like, hey, uh... She, he, uh, <laughs> they. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. all right, I guess they is better than a female pronoun, sure, you know. But sure. I appreciate you for trying. Yeah. And it's it's funny even too. I find people when I walk into a store, they're not they're not sure either. Yeah. So they'll usually be like, oh, this person. They're definitely conscious that you may not go by the pronoun that you were given. Sure. Yeah. 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 And that's also a good feeling sure. too. But it's definitely. A hit or miss every single day. Right, I can imagine. <laughs> um, there was a question. Oh, I know that a lot of people say this when they transition, but they feel like they go through like an adolescent puberty stage again. Do you feel like you're experiencing that? Right now, no, just because I haven't started testosterone right now. Um, it's more of just like changing my style and clothes. I okay. find myself changing my style often. Mm. <laughs> right now, every three months, I'm like, I need, I need new clothes. I can't do this anymore. Right, right. Uh, definitely I don't really shop in women's clothes anymore it sucks women I mean there's a few women's clothes that I can pull off as guy clothes that I'm sure everyone can yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that it's just when you're shopping for guy clothes does, mm-hmm. do you find it hard that it like does, do you find it hard to fit your body in that sense yes and no it's a little difficult because I have wider hips mm-hmm. so jeans don't fit me right in men's jeans I either have to get one size too big or I literally have to search and search and search until I find the right size. The shirts, I usually always have to get a small because a lot of men's brands don't make extra smalls, which yeah. kind of suck. Yeah. And for shoes, it's hard too. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> shoes is the absolute hardest. I'm fucking miserable shopping for shoes. You know what I would love to see is like a non-binary store because i feel like clothes you know like there's so many things now that like blend where it really could like the length of a shirt really just changes if it's a male or female shirt or maybe like the slim cut or whatever but i feel like i feel like um a lot of clothes are kind of falling into both sides Mm -hmm. you know like i know a couple years ago like boyfriend jeans were like a thing for girls but like who gives a shit like why put a gender on that when really it's like 
jeans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it doesn't need to go into this whole like mm-hmm. thing. It's like the same thing as like toxic masculinity where it's like um like body wash for men when it's like bitch we all have skin like calm the fuck down <laughs> let that shit smell like roses i like roses whatever but it's like has to be like cedar ash fucking yeah. <laughs> forest bullshit for a man it's like okay calm down but yeah i can imagine that is exhausting and frustrating but i will say your style is like spot on bitch Thank yes you. <laughs> i'm right now i'm actually experimenting with jewelry as really? you can see yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's Something that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just I'll just wear regular earrings and a chain and occasionally a watch. Uh-huh. But I definitely I want a little more. I want to stand out a little bit more than what I am. Yeah, I need to stop being so comfortable and put myself out there more. Totally, and I feel like that would be more almost like a positive journey for you because I feel like the more you just like say fuck it, the more you'll buy into that idea, and then really you'll like. Be able to be like, yeah, this is me. Who gives a shit? But of course, that is part of the process in your journey. But I think that's a good, good journey to be on. Yeah. With that said, speaking of journey, um, can we talk about what the next few steps would look like for you as far as your transition? And please go as deep or not as deep as you want, because I don't want you to feel like you need to put any of your business out there if you don't want to talk about it. Correct. But um, if you want to talk about your own experience or maybe something general that you've researched that you know is a thing. Yeah. So for me personally, the next step right now is to just get out of the household that I'm in Mm -hmm. and find an environment that I'm fully comfortable and fully safe in Mm -hmm. that is fully going to support me. I I need to start looking for support groups and stuff like that, too. I've been so bad at getting onto that. Um, But after that, I would really love to start testosterone. Okay. And what does that look like? Because I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is that like a pill form or is it a shot or what? And is it like a daily Mm -hmm. thing? I feel like it's both. I'm not, I haven't fully gone into the whole thing about it just because I don't want to get my hopes up into something, you know, like if I start looking at it, this is going to happen soon. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know when it's going to happen. So I don't want to really go into it, you know, Um, but I know for sure that there's an injection, a testosterone injection, and usually, I believe it's once a month. Mm-hmm. So you get it every month. Okay. Um, it also depends on the dose that you're taking. So for every person, it's different, or it depends on how long you've been on it. Um, but after testosterone, once I'm on it enough to fully identify as a male and look like a man, mm-hmm. I definitely want to get top surgery. Okay, and mm. ex- so that's a that's a term that we use. I know what it is, but you want to explain Correct. to listeners what mm. exactly is top surgery? Okay, yeah. So top surgery is literally just cutting off your breasts or your chest or your boobs or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. your titties, and it doesn't matter what you call <laughs> <Yes>, them. Titties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There, I know for sure that there's two surgeries. There's one where they cut fully under your breast, and then there's one where they just cut around the nipple, mm-hmm. and then they take it out that way. Okay. That one is more expensive. A lot of people don't like that one just because I believe the first, like whatever, the first six months of post-surgery, um, it kind of looks sunk in. I see. But it's gonna like it's gonna look different no matter what. Right. You know, it's gonna look different on every other person. You definitely have to build muscle right. for that to really have like a full good looking chest. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um great. I'm excited to see this for you. It's gonna be so cool. 
I've always had this gonna sound so like fucking stupid, but I love that I know a trans person is so personal. Um, when you came out to me, I was like really excited for you because obviously, as you guys know on this podcast, I'm all about authenticity, so I support that. But it's like cool to see someone so close be like, I'm gonna be me no matter what. Um, so I'm glad that you're deciding to take that journey. Um, knowing your parents, I know that it is a difficult thing, and um. I think they love you. I think that goes without saying, but I understand the idea of the, that fear that you have. Um, knowing that they're conservative, what some what are some of the things that you thought or you think that might come up if you were to be like authentic with them? I don't even know if I'm being honest. With my mom, I mean, she kind of, like I said, she kind of already has a feeling about it. I think it's going to take a really long time for mm. her to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, this is you, whatever. I still love you. Mm-hmm. As for my dad, that's it's going to be a complete curveball for him. It's going to literally, I can't even tell you his reaction because his reaction with the conversation of me being gay is not a reaction that anyone wants to deal with. Yeah. It's very tough. And for him, back in his country, I don't even think that trans people even exist. Sure. And if they do, there's no way for them to come out right they would either get beaten or killed or fuck's sake i don't even right, like right, i don't right, know right. you know it's it's just really hard for anyone in in the community to come out whether they're gay or bisexual right. or whatever they identify as if they're not straight and ready to marry by like 16 it's like you're not, living life yeah <laughs> yeah they're not accepted so yeah. i don't know i want to say that he's a little bit americanized but at the end of the day, his heart and his thought process is still with his country. And sure. it's, it's definitely, <laughs> I don't want to tell him. I don't have any intentions in telling him until he just figures it out and sees sure. the changes. And then at that point, I want to be far, as far as possible away from him that I can just cut off all right. communication. And, you know, it like that this is something that I've been thinking about for the year that I've been out or year and couple months that I've been out that I know for sure that there's going to be a point in my life that I'm going to have to fully cut off both of my parents. You think so? Yeah. I feel like I know your parents, not as good Mm -hmm. as you, obviously. I think everything you're saying is very true. I think it will be a struggle. But I also think that there is enough respect and love there that eventually they're going to have to come on board because I think for them you being in their life is more important than you not existing. Yeah, for sure, eventually. But there's, like I said, there's still going to be that time where I'm going to be like, all right, I I can't. But, you know, I'm saying that, but I get it because my mom is the same. Mm -hmm. Coming from being, like, full-blown first-generation Korean, it was difficult for her to be gay for me. And, yeah, it is a journey. It is a journey. It sucks that we all have to go through this. Not all of us. Just some of us lucky ones get to go through this awful journey. But again, with that said, know that you still have support. And as always, you can come over here. We can record more episodes. You can always come back on this. We always want more snack packs. But yeah, I guess um, to round it out a little bit, what do you want to say as a trans person that um, people should probably walk away from this conversation knowing? I know that's a loaded question. Can I think about that yeah, one? Yeah, take, take your time. Um, because I feel like now it is a hot button issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to say an issue because it makes it sound like it's a bad thing. Not a hot button issue, but just a hot button topic is probably a better word to use. Um, 
but I've always known about trans people, and I feel like trans people have existed for years. And it's like unfortunate that the the the, the current language for trans is kind of like a frowned upon thing, which is so stupid because I know like in other cultures, um, it is celebrated because it's seen as like someone who gets to experience life in both bodies or not literal bodies, but both identities. And that's like a praise. And I wish that we would praise it a little bit more because realistically, people who are transitioning, it does not affect anyone other than the person who's doing it. And they already, as you can hear, go through a, like a litany of like mental struggle. So it's like, why do we need to make it harder when it literally does not affect you? And that's what's like so disappointing in current society when it comes to this issue is I just wish that people were a little bit more compassionate because I think we've all felt what it feels like to not fit in for being ourselves. And so from that, I just wish that people were a little bit more compassionate. So I want people to be a little bit more compassionate. Um, did you think of anything possibly that you would want to share with the community? If not, it's not a big deal because I know you don't, you're not the spokesperson for the entire trans community, but I guess for your own life experience, maybe something that you've experienced you want people to know or help understand. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is okay to ask people their pronouns. A lot of, I know there's a, there's a variety of people that get upset about this, but at the end of the day, it is better to ask than to assume. Yeah. And I find that the hardest for people because they're afraid to ask. They're like, is this, is it okay to ask? You know, it's okay to ask. Yeah. I would rather go by the correct pronoun than to you assume my pronoun. Sure. And I think it's, it's Mm. to say too, that like, if someone asks, it shows they care. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a simple gesture to be like, I respect you enough Mm -hmm. to want to respect you in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Was there any, another one? Just be aware that anyone that's trans, whether they're male to female or female to male, it's so unbelievably hard to walk out of the house looking like their true authentic self without feeling fully judged. So if you are on our side and you do support and care for us, let us know. It is, it's good to voice your opinions if you fully support and care about us. We appreciate it. And it's the, one of the best feelings that we can have throughout our day. I love that. Which, you know, even you saying that to me, um, it's kind of like an epiphany for me because that is very true. You know, if someone told me, you know, you're okay, a stranger, I'd be like, oh shit, you know, I am okay. Yeah. in season it's just a little snippet to round out the episode so it's just something that like you take interest in for the week it could be literally stupid or you can go real deep i'll start it to give you some time to think about what you want to say but my in season um this honestly i went into this not knowing what my in season was going to be but i want to um say that you inspired me for this in season because i feel like um it's just a great message but authenticity um i know i use that word a lot on this podcast but my in season this week is to be your authentic self and I always applaud people who are their authentic self because I know it is not easy to choose a life that you might not feel like you'll fit in but because you're choosing happiness because that's what makes you authentic I support it so authenticity this week is my in season do you have one for us I do okay my mine would be trying new things step out of your comfort zone love that go buy new clothes that you may not see yourself in but you like try 
new activities, try going outdoors. I don't know, jump off a cliff. Just yeah, adrenaline like is good. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> adrenaline is good, and trying new things can lead to great opportunities and great experiences. And that's something that everyone needs a little bit of. Yeah, work. That's a good in-season. Okay, off the top of the head. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening this week on Fruit Snacks. Hopefully this was a really informational episode for you guys. Um, if you are listening, take this time now to just screenshot the episode and loan it to your Instagram story and tag us at Fruit Snacks Pod on Instagram. You can also follow us there. We'll reload your story. Your story. Um, and if you want to reach out to us through email, you can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com and always thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week on fruit snacks bye later this week on fruit facts when we go through and fact check the episode um there are two terms that we just want to clarify we did say earlier in the episode that we were going to come back to this but the first term was transmasculine and just the book definition it is a term used to describe transgender people who were assigned female at birth but identify with masculinity to a greater extent than with femininity and i asked if it goes the other way and it absolutely does which the term is trans feminine and this term is used to describe transgender people who are assigned male at birth but identify with femininity to a greater extent than with masculinity so it's just a way to help identify and help um create jargon and queer words for queer spaces for people who might not feel like the words that are currently there identify who they are so trans feminine kind of gives you that idea that you are male um, at birth, but you're a little more feminine and you, um, you know, resonate with that kind of energy. And the same on the opposite end with transmasculine, where you're female at birth, but you identify and resonate with masculinity a little bit more, where it's pretty much the idea that you differ from your assigned gender and the energy you do get off, give off. But again, thank you guys so much for listening to Fruit Snacks, and we will catch you next week.